Welcome to Three Night Weekend, a new podcast from Sifted Games at Sifted.net, where we talk to gaming industry luminaries and help you plan your weekend to come. I'm Shane Satterfield, and you can find me on Twitter at Dinfire. The show goes live every Friday morning for our patrons and the following Monday for everyone else. If you want to listen when it's at its full power, head to patreon.com sifted and pledge at least $4 per month. This week, we're talking with Adam Sessler. He's been covering video games for over 20 years at outlets like G4 and Rev3. He took a detour to found his own data company and has recently returned for the revival of gaming TV network G4. All right, and here we are with the one, the only, Adam Sessler. It is truly a privilege to catch up with you in all honesty, Adam. You and I have been so busy literally yep. over like the last few years that we really haven't had a chance to catch up. You're living up in the Bay Area. I'm living in LA. There's a pandemic going on. I'm glad that Three Night Weekend has facilitated a reuniting of our yes. minds. No, no, it's just good because they usually came down to, oh, cool, it's E3. I'm going to go to Michael Pactor's party and then I can see Shane. Yeah, that I'm was the one time I knew I could run into you. <laughs> We're going to catch up on everything that's happened. Exactly. We're going to share all our opinions on the big games that have come out since we saw each other. Um, I do miss that. I mean, I miss Pactor's party just for so many reasons, yeah. um, not the least of which obviously is catching up with you. But I'm glad we're we're doing it now. Yes. Um, obviously, the big news for you, and we'll get to it eventually, is that you are a part of the reformation of G4. Are you excited about that? Yes, I am very excited. Um, I love the fact that you're using the term reformation. Yeah, like, <laughs> it has this historical significance where it we've does. recalibrated political and religious uh, <laughs> alignments in Europe. <laughs> I mean, is, yeah. it that, is it that far off? <laughs> no, probably not. And to, I think to a lot of people out there, I've realized it's absolutely that. So. Yeah. Um, and look, so Three Night Weekend, it is all about games. Obviously, we talk to yeah. luminaries from the games industry, but we also want to get to kind of know people on a deeper level and let their fans kind of understand them on yeah. something other than, hey, what game do I like or do I not like? Yeah. Uh, and I think for most people, at least most people our age in the gaming industry, we kind of got into it by accident. Not a lot of people our age were like, I want to work in the games industry and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to get into it. And then they did it. A lot of people just kind of fell into it. Adam, how did you end up in games? Oh, it was it was more by accident than it had any reason to be. Um, I was a banker. So I started, <laughs> yeah. I went to UCLA from 91 to 95, and I was an English major. And then I graduated. And you know, this was that period of time, especially in Southern California, because there had been a recession. And... Then, uh, because of the L.A. riots, L.A. was even in a slower rebuilding of their economy. Uh, and so there was this mantra everywhere you heard, you know, when you were young, which is, you're not going to find a job when you graduate. Yep. And as a result, when I was offered a job by a large international bank, and this isn't as a teller, this is as like a credit analyst. Um, when I was offered that gig, it was like, oh, well, I better take it because I'll never get another job offer again for the rest of my existence, or that's what they're telling me on the radio. Yeah. So I got it. Um, my piece of advice to a lot of people is try not to be a banker. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not, not the most direct way to get yeah. into the gaming industry. So after about two and a half years, I thought I was going to take an accounting class. I mean, this was grim. I mean, it was just, but and I think it's another thing, and I do pass this on as a piece of advice to young people, that... Your sense of time when you're young is all screwed up because you can only understand time by the amount of time that you've lived. That's true. And so every year when you're 20 is one 20th of your existence. 
And it's very hard to conceive of the fact that what you're doing at, say, 22 can change and change dramatically. So you think you're just kind of committed to that path. Um, I, I definitely felt that way. So the one thing I was doing to alleviate a lot of uh, this misery was I was doing a, uh, well, it was called public access. You know what that yes. is. Yes. It was before the I think the it still internet. exists, actually. I think public yeah, access it, it TV does. is still out there in the rural parts of America, maybe. Well, no, no, I, I think, I don't think anyone watches anymore, but I mean, it's mandated by the government who owns the majority of the broadcast airways, not yep. cable, that some of it has to be made available to the public. And that's what a public access station is. And this was YouTube content before YouTube. Yeah. That's uh, the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a comedy show with a bunch of friends and it was fun. And I was, you know, I, I'd done theater before when I was in high school and I did a little bit in college. And so that was working out. And then through a friend of a friend, I think of a friend, there was a, there was a girl who I was, I knew very well, her boyfriend's roommate. That's right. Trent. He was at GameSpot, and I'm blanking on his last name. I probably shouldn't even use it because someone will do it. <laughs> anyway, Trent, um, you know, I had met him. They're like, yeah, I'm working on this TV show for this new station called ZDTV. Um, you should come by and try out. So I go to this tryout, and it's just a bunch of people who looks like they know each other. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, probably and I'm did. Like, oh, great. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And it's like, you know, this is the 90s in San Francisco. So everyone's kind of dropping these little stories to make themselves look more relevant than and I important. think they were. Yeah. they were. And I'm like, whatever. Okay. And I'm, just, I'm still going to stick around and do this audition. Um, and so I did. But before I did the audition, turns out the woman who was running the public access station was the director of the auditions. She's oh. like, hey. Perfect. Hey, oh, Adam. Oh, oh no, like, you're going to do just fine. I'm like, all right, things are starting to shape up. Yeah. So I get out on the set. Um, there's, you know, copy in the prompter. And I read it. You know, I have my enthusiasm. And, you know, then they, <laughs> then they ask me the question, how, what games are you playing right now? Which I was not. <laughs> Other than the game of let's go out every night and try to find a girl. There was just no games I was playing. Yeah. So you um, weren't playing games at all up to that point in your life. Um, in, in my life, yes. You had played them like with earlier. Any type of deal. Yeah, exactly. Once I hit college, my neighbor had a Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a game system or anything like that. Um, the so you had like that, a five-year window where you weren't playing a lot of games. Yes. So the majority of the Genesis SNES era is pretty lost on me, okay. unless it's Super Mario World or the big ones. Um, yeah. Super Street Fighter Two that I played just ridiculously. Um, I was an E Honda guy. Nice. Because of the milking. Which means you still are an E-Honda guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> um, so they're like, what games are you playing? And I had done a little bit of research. So I said Resident Evil 2. And then there was this other game that everyone told me to mention. And, you know, it had this absurd and nonsensical title as far as I was concerned. So what I meant to say was Final Fantasy 7. Uh-huh. I don't know what came out of my mouth. I know by the look on their face, <laughs> they're like, huh, really, you never heard of Final <laughs> Friends <laughs> or whatever it that was. That sounds really fun. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, I'm losing, I'm losing it. And then everything got quiet and the stage manager was like, hold on. So they would like you to river dance. What? Now, on the public access show, one of the my favorite sketches uh, that we had done is I would play a version of Michael Flatley of Riverdance fame. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Once again, kids, you, you have to look this Google one up. It. It's, it's, it's Irish people <laughs> with very stiff torsos, but kicking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so the whole shtick is Michael Flatley's teaching 
a community college river dance class. And I just kept on jumping off camera with a new shirt unbuttoned to my navel, which is, you know, that like he, he would always have this leering look on his face with this unbuttoned shirt while kicking his legs. That uh -huh. was it. That was the sketch. And so I did that. And I learned afterwards, they're like, yeah, that's how you got the job. Wow. And so I got it. They're like, we need you to play more video games. I'm like, that is fine. Done. <laughs> and yeah, it just the, the fun part was, is that games were kind of consistent with how, like stuff I was enjoying doing in college in the final years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I love reading literature, but I love the idea of analyzing pop culture Yep, because it was more relevant. It was more popular. And the idea that it's kind of infused with what's happening at the time. And you can get a better understanding of society from watching, say, a John Woo movie or, well, maybe not Judge Dredd. Well, at that point, below. games were the emerging pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Before that, games were kind of this thing that, you know, I hate to say it, but for most people looked at it like that's a nerd activity. Oh, yeah. is something kids do. And that was yeah. the transition away from that to where it became socially acceptable for older players to play games. And it was it, 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 like, so I started in 98 and boy, if there was ever a year for video games, I started there in the was. middle. Well, you, you hit the ground and, running, yeah. buddy. And I, I think they were saying like, it's not usually this awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to just set expectations. <laughs> Unreal had come out. I mean, okay, here's the part that's really funny. The game that was supposed to be the biggest game of the year was Sin from Ritual. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. And that was probably the one that, you know, it came and went. But Unreal yeah. came out that year. Half-Life came out that year. Ocarina of Time came out that year. Banjo-Kazooie had come out that year. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Yeah. I mean, it was this just kind of endless parade. Yeah. And I think as a result of that year, and especially Half-Life, which just kind of hit pop culture in such a significant way, it finally started to emerge, I guess, from the shadows and into something that was going to become ever more, you know, kind of popular. And then, yeah, I would say by the time... I would say 2010, maybe even earlier. I would say that the game console in a home was as ubiquitous as what a VCR was back in the 80s for us. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was going to be there. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up on Extended Play? The first, is that what you had auditioned oh, for? Oh, the, the first, play? no, it was GameSpot TV. Okay. And who was now, your co-host on that? So did it you have was, one? it was Lauren... At the time, Fielder, it was Lauren right? Fielder. Joe yes. I know that she's out there under a different um, last name, and so I'm trying to remember that. Uh, so well, that's Joe how Fielder was the editor-in-chief of GameSpot at that time. At the, at the and time. And Lauren was his wife. Yeah. Yes, and she was working on it. Um, and the thing was, we were taking our content from GameSpot. And this goes back to the Ziv Davis aspect of ZDTV. They mm -hmm. were trying to tap into their resources, which were fairly extensive at the time to be able to sort of pull the expertise and pull the content. Uh, so I, well, you know, my first job was at ZD and yes. my first job was quote magazine editor. And my job was to take magazines like EGM and create a website for them. Oh, and wow. It was supposed to be a full-time job and I would get all four of the magazines done in like two days. And they're like, What's this guy doing just sitting around? They're like, can you write? <laughs> and I was like, I actually have a journalism degree and ran a gaming website for three years before. And they just started giving me work. And that's how it yep. all started for me, too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, to your point, when I found out these jobs existed, yeah. it was really like, really? <laughs> really? Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, like the original GameSpot was run out of like, it was out in the lot. avenues here, and yeah. it was it was it, like it was office in the vaguest sense possible. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I did not work there. By the time I started working at ZD, they had already moved into the 8th and Townsend building with Sega. Which is where Tech TV was. And, OB, yeah. and ultimately where Tech TV was, yeah. So, yeah, it started as GameSpot TV. It became Extended Play really because it had to get renamed. Uh, if, uh, Paul Allen had bought uh, ZD TV, so mm -hmm. it was no longer formally associated with uh, Ziff Davis, even though there was, I believe, uh, still a connection between Extended Play and GameSpot. I might be wrong on that. I don't think so. Yeah, do we have to then do our own editorial? I'm just remembering the did. level of <laughs> staffing that we had, and I don't know how we reviewed those games. I know so. we had no involvement with it. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was working at GameSpot. We had nothing to do with your show other than yeah. just yeah, that... guys around the office. Yeah, yeah, we were always in... So, so, so... It's ancient history. It really is. <laughs> it really it is. seems like yesterday to me, but it yeah. really is ancient history. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, it becomes extended play, and it's for it's pretty much the same show. You know, it's a fairly tame one. Now, was Lauren still co-hosting, or did they get a new show? No, no. Then they brought on Kate Patello. Okay. So, for a while, yes, they brought on Kate, but I think, yeah, did I do it alone for a bit? I did alone for a little bit, but I don't think it was, yeah, they brought on Kate. Then yeah, we're, and you were, we're filming doing... the wraps at the Metreon, right? Yes, like the we arcade, started Sony's at the arcade studio, at the Metreon, yeah. Among other places, yeah. <laughs> uh, they they decided to save money by not using the studio because yep. you have to pay, you know, a crew and staff. Yep. And so, not only did we do Metreon, but prior to that, we were going to every random like if it was a gas station that had, had a, a cabinet Kong that arcade. didn't work <laughs> we might end up shooting there and sometimes it was like squeezing blood from a stone to kind of justify the relevance of where yeah. we were um and also we would shoot on fridays and back in the late 90s it was like san francisco was kind of hopping like yeah. the entire bay area was it was it the was first insane. internet boom when i moved there and, it blew my mind <laughs> yeah and so but we kept on going to the south bay <laughs> And get stuck in Friday evening traffic coming back up. And I'm like, no, I want to see my friends. I want to go out. Yeah. And you're just stuck in some of the worst traffic that, that you, you can possibly imagine. Yeah. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, it becomes extended play. Uh, that goes on for a while. Um, and then you came on when it was still extended play, correct? Yeah. So you and I met each other out yes. in just around in the garage, office, basically, because I was working was in at garage. GameSpot. You were in the garage. You were working at Tech TV, and mm -hmm. we both loved 3D platformers. Exactly, and I know and that... you and I would sit and talk about like Banjo, yep. Super Mario 64, Conker's Bad review, Fur Day. We review Conker's at the same time. Right. I was remembering earlier today, knowing it was going to be on this show. There's that bit in the club with the cavemen. Yep. <laughs> where you have to pee on them and then you have to roll them up. But there's this tiny little ramp, and because of the crappy N64 graphics. You couldn't tell that there was actually different levels. Yeah. So I spent like a whole day unable to solve this puzzle. I'm like, I can someone sneak me in the game spot? I gotta talk to Shane, see if he's yeah. figured this out. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, and so we bonded over that. And yep. then the dot com bubble popped in two thousand one. Yep. Um, and GameSpot laid off like half the staff and basically it was last in, first out. And I was like one of the last hires that they had made. So I was laid off. Um, and I remember I, it was, it was awful because I had like spent my graduation money to move out there. Cause GameSpot gave me like a thousand dollars to relocate or something like that. So all the graduation money I got from college, I spent to move out there. I had been there for like a year and a half and I had lost my job yeah. and I was like, Oh, this is a nightmare. I still have a lease for the next six months at a, 
an amount of money that was like mind blowing to me at the time. And you saved the day. You just came to me like, we're looking for an editorial person. You want a job? And I was like, hell yeah. We really, really needed them. Uh, You saved my ass oh well that's incredibly kind no um, but, no just, you take our ass too <laughs> i mean somebody's <laughs> like oh what, what do you mean these games arriving with enough time to review them and be yeah. timely and uh, i came in and started doing editorial and extended play lasted about another i got and that's the thing so we got i got there we worked together for like five or six months i think it was on extended yeah. play and then we got the mandate that look we need to change this show or the show's going to be canceled and i was like oh my god i'm like here i go again again. yeah and then we were tasked with creating x play and we did it and so yeah i mean tech tv was in dire straits um i think that they a paul allen who's no longer with us yep uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know sorry, I, just, I don't have a strong not. opinion. <laughs> um, I don't think he was the greatest of people. I'll be frank. Okay. Um, I couldn't figure uh, out what you're what you're uh, insinuating there. So. Yeah, I, I'm just like yeah. yeah he's not here. <laughs> um, he he was an insanely rich human being who could buy things. Yeah, and one of them was a TV station. Yeah, and sometimes TV stations just bore people the way that maybe you or I might get bored with. Oh. I don't know, say an Assassin's Creed game, two thirds of the way through. Um, <laughs> except when you stop playing with the with the TV station, people's jobs are suddenly on the people's line. Lives, yeah, yeah. And there was some stuff like that was happening. The internet, you know, collapsed. The whole idea that we were doing live news for eight hours—they had to cut back on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I other problem was is, and I know people have horribly romantic memories of tech TV, and I'm not going to try to disabuse them of it, but gaming was a little off to the side of kind of the direction that so many of the other shows were going yeah we, i we felt were, like we were kind of an outcast on tech tv yeah Not that people it, didn't it, treat it, us that way like they were yeah. cool to us and like no, no, yeah 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 we weren't the red-headed stepchild that was living in the fruit cellar we were actually allowed to the table but, but you know but, our, our portions weren't as good I'll yeah it, it felt way. like we were like the afterthought in the network until yeah. we until. launched x-play yeah. And then in an effort to try to really revitalize the network, and I believe this is post Paul Allen, uh, they brought in, I mean, he did pass away a few years ago, and I'm blanking on his name, a wonderful uh, president who was like, okay, we're going to kind of supercharge and we're going to get, we're going to get more edgy. We're going to yep. go for a more youthful audience. And it was very that, dry. Tech TV was very dry and played it straight. And there's a place was, for it, that, but there's a place for it. But when you're talking about pop culture, it's kind yeah. of, it can be tough. And, and we were living fun. under the mandate. Forgot about this. Yeah. Where we couldn't show people shooting people in video games. Right. Yeah. This was post Columbine. Yeah. And when the biggest game in the history of games up until that point was Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> it makes it like, hard. You're, you're, you're suddenly like you're really challenging. Yep. So all of that got to go out the window. We were going to have late night. We could be a lot saucier. I'm going to say. Which isn't it crazy <laughs> to think about that now? That they're like, okay, your show's going to air like after nine o'clock. So now you can show like people shooting guns. When you think about YouTube now, you can watch it 24 oh, yeah, hours a yeah. day. Like it's, and it wasn't that it, long it, ago, it, Adam. And my memory is it had less to do with advertisers. It had yeah. more to do with. A Standard very conservative. <laughs> and I think they maybe thought that they were going to be selling the station to like the home and garden people where that really is like, a a like that, like, yeah. like they don't mention death or anything. Yeah, like, yeah. Nothing grim is going to happen on like curbside appeal or whatever those shows are called. <laughs> 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 Which the first time I heard it, I'm Flip like, my shit like or whatever district? one of those shows are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so in the the part that and once again their focus was on unscrew with martin Sargent. yeah like that was their they talk. thought that was going to be the big hit yeah and as a strange benefit even though we felt like once again they're kind of pushing us over to the side we were able to create x-play without anyone really paying too much attention yep and we had an ep and that was pretty much it yeah we made the first few shows and it was the highest rated thing in the history of the network and it like immediately that way. <laughs> <laughs> immediately like immediately i remember and... we couldn't believe it like we got the ratings back and we're like are those right like well, remember they had to create a new color because it was yeah it was kind they, of like right. the terror alerts because up until that point <laughs> the screensavers just ruled tech tv like nobody yeah. could even fathom that a show could knock off the screensavers because look let's be honest the whole studio was screensavers their yeah. set was gigantic they had like 10 people on set scurrying all over the place it was leo's show he was the big star of the network even though you wouldn't know it by knowing him like he was great like he didn't have like the huge ego that you would expect but still well, he we also, never fathomed he that we would outrate that show good experience from radio because that's where he cut his teeth yeah that you know it, it is one of those things where it's like you could put him in almost any setting and he knew how to adapt to it because with radio and with TV, but really with radio, dead air is just anathema. No, yeah. And so you just It'll learn that you. skill like Phil, Phil. How time. to fill it. Yeah. Phil. <laughs> hey, look, I'll be honest with you. I had just started in TV when you gave me the job. I had been uh -huh. doing some video stuff at GameSpot. I but, remember that. Yeah. But you and Leo were the first people I ever worked with where I understood what talent was. Right. Like right. the first time I went into the voiceover booth with you mm -hmm. blew my mind. Um, I don't think people appreciate how hard it is to read a teleprompter or to go into a voiceover booth with a script and read yeah. naturally. And just, I'll just always remember the first time I went into the voiceover booth with you, I was like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> I understand why he's on camera and I'm behind the camera. And that was an eye-opener well, for me. And it was good. And Leo was the same way. Like I, yeah. the way he performed, I was like, you're talent. Like you're better and than you me just, at this stuff. And there's a reason you're on camera. Well, and it's also like your job is you've got to do this correctly with as few attempts as possible because yeah. you can't slow down the process. Yeah. The, the, the prompter stuff, you know, this is going to be interesting uh sort of going forward with 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 the new g4 uh because prompting prompter reading is hard it because, is hard really hard know, the full sentences you probably get about five words typically yep. in the prompter and so it creates a break in what you're reading that isn't natural that you're not supposed so to you need so, honestly i mean the, the trick i've found over time without even trying to do it is where my eyes are is about five words ahead from what's actually coming out of my mouth. Yeah. I'm almost reading diagonally where it's like, okay, if that word's there, I'm just going to guess what the other words are yeah. that have to kind of be in the middle of that. It <laughs> it's is a skill um, and not anyone, not yeah. just anyone can do it. Absolutely. No. And it, 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 and I regard it the same way I regard a lot of streamers out there where I'm like, I have no idea how you're doing this. Yeah. Like, like you mean how, as far as like playing how, a game very well and staying engaged with the audience at the same being, time? And then doing it for hours on end. Yeah. Uh, which is just, I'm like, this is, I think you know, it's insane. Personally. It's, 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 <laughs> I'm glad somebody can do it. Yeah, I'm not it, it, one it, of them. <laughs> I can always feel the discs in my back when I see someone <laughs> doing that. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to sort of what happened when, you know, G, G4 and Tech TV, Tech TV is essentially sold to Comcast. Yeah. And, Everyone who works at Tech TV in San Francisco, not everyone, but most of the people who worked on shows were basically given the choice of you can move to L.A. and continue working on your show mm -hmm. or not. 
Um, yeah. And the X play team, we all, all of us, I think, was there anyone who didn't move? There were a few. Carrie, there right. were a few people who were, you know, because they got married maybe or yeah. were going to be setting up lives up in San Francisco, weren't, weren't ready to do that move down there. I mean, what was most really. Most of us went to LA. Yeah, most of us went, especially from X play, yep. because it was. Well, it was we were having not, fun making the show. We were having fun making <laughs> we were the show. You're a family, also, man. Like, I, could, I loved everybody that oh, we were. so much with. fun. Like they were my brother or sister, you know. It's like, I and we all kind of like went down there together. All of us really apprehensive about it. We but were like, okay. Let's, all of let's us see. were like, well, look, you know, we can move back if we hate it down there. You and know? we were in the most secure position. What we yeah. have now learned because we were in the top rated show in the network, and and that was a gaming centric channel. Yep. They really bought Tech TV for X Play and all the subs that Tech TV had yep. because. That, had like you know, 47 we, million homes and we they had were direct like TV. 20 something. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, and we found that out very that, quickly when they started cutting shows. Well, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't want to sound like it was as craven as it was. Well, maybe very well have been. It kind of was. <laughs> is that they wanted those subs, but they would be kind of violating contracts with the cable providers if they completely changed tech TV overnight. Mm-hmm. That it had to be kind of a slow bleeding you know, to, to kind of satisfy various contracts as well, to try to maintain as much of the audience as they possibly could. And what we really sucked is there were so many people that moved down there that found themselves kind of without Screwed. a job. With, well, within Martin Sargent's show was called Screwed. Unscrewed. Unscrewed. But they ended then up they screwed. dropped the on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... But everyone uh, on that show got screwed hard. Yeah. Because they was, literally moved down to L.A. and were here for, I don't know, what, like four months before? You know, I mean... That, We've not even I'm been trying, that long. I'm trying to remember that. I'm trying it to recall long. this this morning. Yeah. It wasn't Did very something long. maintained that was the screensavers before it became Attack of the Show? That's that's the part where it gets a little fuzzy. They lasted a little longer. Yeah. Screensavers before it twisted over to Attack of the Show. But then yeah. a lot of people who worked on screensavers, not all of them made it through the transition to Attack no, of the no, Show. No, 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 no. It, it, it was, it was, I mean, there were times I know that I felt just kind of guilty because yeah, we too. were, we were kind of skating along because we doing were things that made everyone happy. We, we didn't, we weren't forced to like interact with a lot of the G4 folks. It wasn't that we didn't like them. Yeah. But, we had like our own corner over by the edit bays and we just yep. kind of kept doing our thing. It didn't feel that much different. We had better facilities. We had more resources. We, um, had, we had, we had editors that were 10 feet away. Which, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's literally There's just a, walk into the edit suite could, we, and we, work we, on We stuff. didn't have that in San Francisco. And I cannot tell you how life changing was like, yeah, I'm going to go check and see the progress on the package I'm working on. Instead of having <laughs> to hop on a shuttle and ride a shuttle like three miles yeah. over to our city, like we did at tech TV. <laughs> Yeah, And then the other folks on like the other shows, they were kind of forced to integrate with the people from G4 who were already there. And look, they were all great people, but it's still awkward. Like when you, yeah, it, when it, we was like, there, it felt like it was like us versus them in some ways. Cause no one could figure out like which shows are going to last, which ones are going to get cut. And it, and you it to, was like, two very different that. cultures. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was, I mean, there was, suspicion apprehension i remember that i was trying to be like okay i would be asked to go on like g4tv.com mm-hmm. which was their talk show with yep. I, I think i had laura foy and tina and, and kevin and uh oh, keely and jeff yeah. completely <laughs> forgot about jeff keely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing stuff on the network as well yeah and i know that like not you but some other people on x player like what are you doing hanging out yeah. with the others yeah. and it was like oh god i just want you know i crossed the line too i'll be honest with you like i i really liked a lot of the people that we met at g4 yeah. and i was like 
I get why some of you guys are apprehensive, but like if you get to know them, they're awesome. And, like, and a lot of it has to do. They're really and cool they people. were management. That's the thing. Is yeah. that man? That merger was handled. I mean, it well, is very textbook yeah. how you do not do it. Yep. And well, I remember, remember they had like the logo at first that had like tech TV connected to the G4 logo. And that was that whole period that you were talking about where yep. they couldn't just jump straight to the new G4 because they would lose all the subscriptions. Um, and so we had that weird logo that existed for yeah. like a G4 while. Tech TV. And then once they finally cut all the shows from tech TV, that's when they just went back to the old yeah. G4. Market. Yeah, it was, I mean, look, this is, this is a, a completely, run-of-the-mill pedestrian story in the world of L.A. and television. Yeah, I mean, it happens um, all the but, time. <laughs> but it was definitely the first time any of us had experienced it on that kind, on, on, on that kind of a level. And yeah. it was, you know, it's, it's always unfortunate to have something that bitter kind of be the beginning of your relationship. Yep, it's true. Of, of, of what happens. But then all the dust settled, um, yes. and we just plowed along with X-Play, and we started doing, like, groundbreaking stuff. Like, we started doing, like, the first live broadcast of E3 press conferences. Mm -hmm. Uh, the first like three day live coverage of E3, uh, we broke so much ground there. Kind of once everything got figured out, um, yeah. we just started and they started getting behind us with budgets and stuff. And they're just like, hey, what do you guys want to do? And we're like, we should do this. Yeah, I mean, that, I, 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 the, the on E3 TV. one was huge. <laughs> That's and huge. It was, it was slowly also, and this is true going back to tech TV, but like, you know, in the way that we were sort of the redheaded stepchild. But a lot of, even at G4 in the early times, there was like, this game thing is big. But usually you have people running things that didn't really understand why yeah. and were a little bit apprehensive about it again. And so it's like, how do we capitalize on that with not necessarily covering it? Yep. And it took something like the E3 coverage and the numbers it could bring in for that wake up call where it's like, the light oh, yeah. You know, hold on. If we, you know, these games thing, people really will like spend, like take their week off. Yep. That's one thing I used to hear that GeForce coverage of, of E3, people were like, okay, I'm taking my vacation yeah. so I can just watch all this nonsense all day long. Yeah. Which, uh, thank you, because I think it broke all of us to try to make it. So it was hard. To know. I mean, back then, especially <laughs> because technology wasn't what it is now. We were using oh. tape. Yeah. Oh, it's God. so much easier to do this stuff now because everything's just an MP4. Back then, yeah. everything was on tape. It's like if you would go to a booth to get B-roll from a publisher, they'd hand you a tape. Yeah, which you then now, had to ingest. Now and they just send turnaround. you an email with a link to download all yeah. the stuff, and in five minutes, it's, in, it's ingested into your system, and you're firing it off on your TriCaster. Like, it wasn't like that back then. We yeah. had to do so much hard work to make that happen and there were live bears on the floor so you had to be <laughs> running in terror of them as well <laughs> yep. um but look things went great for a long time um the x-play continued to be the top rated show on the network but at the same time attack of the show finally started rating well and so we really yeah. had like two flagship shows uh both with their own style both with their own content but both both shows that I think you could watch no matter how much you kind of enjoyed what they were talking about. I think that was yeah. kind of the through thread between the two shows. Um, and then I left there in 2006. Um, okay, that's what I was trying to remember is what year that was. Okay. Yep, I left in early 2006. I went over to MTV. They had their new startup game trailers. Um, and then you guys kept going. You, you yeah. I think I was, <laughs> I think I helped produce like 300 and some episodes of X-Play before I left. And then yeah. you guys just kept plowing, man. You we just we went, eventually made it to a thousand. That is just amazing. Yeah, um, was... Not many shows in the history of television can say yeah. that they made it to a thousand episodes. I mean, there's like internet 
entertainment tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that, though, like yeah. America's Funniest Home yeah. Videos, yeah, like shows like, like that, that are the ones yeah. that make it that far. MASH. I don't know if MASH made a thousand. I don't, I don't think they I don't, did. No, I don't think MASH, because even at, what, 30-something episodes a season, season no, yeah, they didn't do even it. Get close. You <laughs> didn't even get, get close. close to that. So yeah. it, that's quite an achievement. And yeah. and so I was over at Game Trailers. And look, we stayed in touch the whole time because we see of each course. other in advance. We see each other E3, always talking shop. I mean, I always knew we were going to be friends for the rest of our lives. Um, and then I remember in, I guess it was GDC 2012. It was 2012. I came up to San Francisco for GDC and I got off my flight and I got in my cab and I was riding the cab up to San Francisco and you called me and I'll never forget this phone call. I go, hello. You're like Shane. And I'm like, (laughs) what? And you go, you're not going to believe what these motherfuckers are doing. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you talking about? And I'm like, like they're forcing me off my own fucking show. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? You're like, I'm leaving X play. And I'm like, you can't leave X. You are X play. <laughs> and I'm like, just but calm like, down. I'm like, surely there's a misunderstanding. You're like, there's no misunderstanding. And you just hung up the phone. And I was like, what? And I tried to like call you back. And like, you I don't think I hung your- up on you. I think I lost the connection, but oh. obviously it was, it was at a perfectly dramatic. Yeah. I mean, at that point it hadn't happened. I, I mean, it's welcome to Hollywood. You hear yep. things about you before, well, before it happens. Yep. Um, I was going up to GDC and I was not working on camera, which is, I, which is how I knew. That's a pretty good sign. Yeah, that's a pretty good sign. And yep. I wanted to keep going because I needed to go figure out what was happening. Yep. I remember like spending a, a, a long period of time with like Warren Spector and his wife. <laughs> I'm like, what should I do with my career? What should I do? And he goes, and he like, he's always been wonderful to me. And he's like, hey, do you want to see Epic Mickey too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. In fact, I do want to see it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I actually really want to see this game. Um, and then yeah, the boom came down. Not that much longer afterwards. I think within a week or two, uh, it happened. And you know, those. And what not- happened exactly? I don't know. Do you even know? No, no. Um, I mean, that's the other thing about working in entertainment. A lot of times you don't get the no, answer. No, I, I, I think there were some personality disputes. Um, what, what, what I do know is everything, the show itself, was on insanely shaky ground. Well, the uh, show had changed at that point. It had, had become changed. more of like an entertainment tonight. Yeah. You guys were doing like three or four episodes a week instead we were of doing more. Yeah. It was, and so we it became difficult episodes. to have sketches in every episode. And it really had just kind of become this show where you and Morgan stood on stage and just kind of tossed the packages. You guys weren't as involved in as many packages as you yeah. were. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, there, there, there was cost cutting. There have been some layoffs. They had thrown a ton of money at us to go to an hour long show uh, multiple times during the week. Which, you know, that, that changed everything. I did not work out as well. And so then they suddenly cut the staffing. And now we still had the same number of shows. I think we went back to the half hour. But now it was like just getting something to air with the staffing as it was. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it just it kind of crimped what, what, what the, you know, how creative you could be. In addition, and this was the big one, was the Comcast purchase of NBC. Yeah. And the decision then was to have NBC come in and kind of call most of the shots. Uh, because obviously they had the experience working television. Yep. And that's where G4 as the video game channel started to kind of, it was not, you know, it was hard to, for a lot of people to get their heads wrapped around things. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot. This was the well, they really moved you out one. of the offices, right? 
the offices into, no, that had, into E Studios, right? Oh, that had happened a while before. Yeah, um, but that's that a big was, deal. I mean, well, you're I love out of your home and you're closer to my apartment. It's <laughs> closer to your apartment, but yeah. You guys didn't have the resources at that point that no, you had, and we had couldn't, before. And we couldn't shoot in the building the way right. we could do all those office sketches, you know, yep. back in that day. But with the uh, with with the NBC purchase, what this did is it really angered Directv, and Directv was the most appealing thing about Tech TV when G4 bought it because at that point it had a ridiculous number of subs and they have been struggling to get that. So just because Tech uh, Directv had been the largest distributor when ZDTV started, we had kind of a disproportionate number of viewers that were DirecTV. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when DirecTV resented the fact that Comcast now had the whole NBC family and they could use that to negotiate fees with cable providers, DirecTV decided to take a shot across the bow. G4 was the first network to be up for that negotiation. And boom, they dropped us and our viewership just cratered. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, of it course. Was, yeah. yeah. And, and and that started this process of, okay, how much, you know, are they the carrying beginning, The beginning of the end, essentially. Yeah. I mean, and, and you could tell. And so we all felt that there was something coming collectively. Mm -hmm. I felt that something was coming personally as well. And I would vacillate, like, are they going to get rid, rid of me? Are they going to get rid of the show? They went with me first. <laughs> and um, I think that was, and then, in all honesty, once again, I do not know. I think that was an attempt that maybe I was the one dragging the show down. Right. But as I said, I think, I think they probably some... figured out quickly that that was not the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's unpleasant. It wasn't fun. Um, yeah. it, it did provide me with one of the strangest uh, summers of my life where I was just kind of like, ah. Aimless. Yeah, I'm just like let's uh, let's let's go hang out at Canners again. <laughs> I, I, I Are you still under contract for a while after you yeah, left? You were so you yeah. were making money and didn't have to work. Exactly, um, which kind of is it's with that in mind that you know that can be a, a lot of times they want to get as much out of you as possible, and then the minute your contract's up, it's bye bye. Yeah, but this is like I think that you know maybe they can you know do one more thing. That Esquire channel stuff that eventually happened was... Oh, was, yeah. Was Didn't you the... work on like a, a viral video show for a while or something? Oh, oh, oh with Kevin Pereira? Uh, yeah. That, yeah, that was for a hot minute. Oh, uh, yeah. It didn't last long, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. It, you know, there are two things that absolutely hurt that show is... Because um, it could have been the first ridiculousness yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and and it, the, one of the shows, I, I think after two airings, the third show was on Halloween. And just that's not a great night. Yeah. Program. Everyone's out having fun. Yeah. The following week, if memory serves me right, I could be wrong, but I know this did happen. It was Superstorm Sandy. Oh, geez. So the entire Eastern Seaboard loses <laughs> its power. That will impact your ratings. Yep. So after that, you ended up at Rev3 Games. Yes. And <clears throat> tell us a little bit about what one, why you went there, and two, what it was like working there. Um, so, you know, I solicited a lot of offers and there were things about Rev3 where it was the, I guess the best way to put it, it was the least defined. Mm -hmm. And I see that as a positive where yeah. it's like, okay, here's this small thing. Let's see what we can do with it. And it definitely looked like I could get my personal touch on it more substantively than 
sort of, you know, say, you know, nascent projects that were out there or very established institutions. Going back to San Francisco was appealing. Uh, my family yep. is up here. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, as expensive as San Francisco was, I know how to kind of navigate my way through the city and sort of mitigate. And your wife, like I that. believe, preferred to live up there as well. Yes, right? yes, yes. Uh, I, I think there's there's a lot of weight in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot a of weight lot. in that. Yeah. And, and 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 so we came up here, and you know what? It was one of those. I'm so proud of so much of the content I did there. You did some but stuff I also, there. Yeah, I mean, it was like finally it was like let's see what a nine minute review can do, and yeah. it could do really, really, really well instead of two and a half minutes, three and a half. Yeah, minutes. just trying to sort of hit all those points. Yeah. Um, but oh boy, uh, to everyone out there that streams or YouTubes. Uh, I tip my hat to you. I, I mean, that is, it, 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 it was, it was hard because it's, it's a beast that needs to always be satisfied. Dang. Yep. And there used to be, I think that feeling, especially in live TV, but even when we were doing stuff like X play, when the show's in the can, it's like, all right, we did that. You know, and now, now we move on. Yep. And with, with YouTube, it's like, you can always have one more video. Oh yeah. And, and you, you always, need, always need one more video. And you know, you hate, I hated Nielsen ratings when I was living under them because they were so unclear what they were saying. And unfair. For the and unfair. <laughs> but then suddenly when you have raw viewership numbers, I'm like, ooh, I, I, I miss the, the more massageable <laughs> Nielsen numbers. <laughs> Things that you could spin. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how and, that works. Yeah. And that obsessive, like, okay, refresh the page. Are we doing well enough? Page. Are we, Are we yeah. doing well? Are we not doing well? Um, you know, so I did it for about two and a half years. Once again, I'm just incredibly proud of, of the work we did. I love the people that I worked with, but it was like, I can't like that, that, that was just a pace that I would, that was going to be, there, there was no clear place where it could plateau. And now, Adam, part of it though, also was having to deal with the YouTube community. Am I not okay. wrong? Oh, that didn't help. Yeah. yeah. There, there was I mean, a certain point where you kind of laid down a mea culpa about internet culture. Yeah. That I think a lot of people still kind of associate you with. Um, yeah. Well, I think some people think that maybe the internet culture, the people online and internet comments may have run you off. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no internet you... comment is going to run me off, but. Um, <laughs> well, but not you... one, but maybe no. 50,000. <laughs> because it's something to is... deal with that a lot of people I don't think can understand. Yeah. And I think the thing is, it's, you know, like people, you know, when they're on Twitter, they're like, you know, you, you can't say anything nuanced and it's hard to have a conversation on Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's really true of just the Internet in general. Yeah, like it's, it's, it, that, that, that is a unique thing. And to try to lay out kind of a structured argument of like, you know, what, what I thought about a game or, or this various thing. It's not that this is so dogmatic that what I, you know, that, it, that this is a monolithic truism. And a lot of people would regard it that way. And as time goes on. When the majority of what comes back to you is not just vitriolic, but unwilling to just even listen or to understand, and you're breaking your ass trying yeah. to do That's it. That's the hard part is how much That's you where you're like, what it? am I doing this for? I know. And then, you know, the, obviously the thing that happened with regard to the, the resolution thing, which is where it just exploded. Yep. And it was because I did, I think it was Assessor's, something which is like my soapbox thing yep um where i went to an event that um what was that horrible roman game at the launch of the xbox one rise rise, rise. Yeah. son of rome or whatever no yeah. it was an attractive game 
Yeah. I wouldn't say. And I remember looking at it and going, like, oh, that looks pretty good. And then I learned it was not 1080p proper. It was somewhere in between the seven. Yeah. Maybe it was like the checkerboard thing. I I, I don't know. Well, back then, there wasn't checkerboarding. But <laughs> there was some type I know of, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And what I was trying to say in this video is that to my eye, that wasn't, I'm like, huh, I thought it looked really good. It was crisp. It did. I, I like the Roman <laughs> aesthetics. Did. And it was in 1080p. I'm like, I think we're putting too much emphasis on these numbers. Yeah. Rather, you know, and, and, and because I, I mean, let's be honest, it was the best rate. looking launch game. Yeah, Forza, yeah. Forza looked good, but then yeah. Forza always looks good. And it's always like, I want to see Forza's easier game. to yeah, make exactly. it look good. And yeah. also when things are going that fast, there's, there's ways to hide things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... You know, and then I, I think up until that point, Sony was still touting that they were pure 1080p. Right. Exactly. So basically Sony, you got caught up in the fanboy war. Yeah. And except this time it was crazy. Like, I mean, I've dealt with it so many times. I Adam. mean, like threats against me, like threatened, like people were threatening to rape my wife. And it's yeah. just like over the plastic box that does the fantasies. Uh -huh. No. And once again, it's not like, oh my God, I'm scared. It's like, I don't have it in me. It's like, it, this yeah. work is hard. It wears you down. the you... game, like, I'm reviewing games and not hanging out with friends or seeing my wife just so I can get to the end of a game that I already know kind of sucks, but I got to get to the end of the game just in case in that final stretch that act, it's suddenly, that last act, it, it, it somehow something does happens. something good yeah. yeah and it's like no <laughs> people don't no. appreciate it yeah. they're just looking it, for something to pick apart yeah yeah and it just it just becomes exhausting and it was just, like it, that, that was the burnout was already happening um like just the other thing is covering console launches is horrifying it is like, it is such it is because you're absolutely and utterly at the mercy of these companies you know yep. you know and, and once again I, we were trafficking in video and this was at the point youtube was definitely taking over but that there was still a lot of mindset where you look to print or you look to something that was more like that 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 could survive on text with more limited video or could just handle screenshots when, yep. when you're doing just right youtube you can yeah and you don't know from one day to the next if you have all this supported content Yep. What makes matters even worse is there are people in an ad sales department that are selling coverage. You don't know what the coverage is. You don't know if you're going to be able to complete it. Exactly. <laughs> and like that is the worst pressure in the world. It's so like, much stress. Is, yeah. Because and, that's bottom line stuff. That's like, and if it doesn't yeah. come through, who do they come to? Yeah. And, and it's yeah. so like, okay, so we're thinking there's going to be nine to 10 videos. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I, I, I can't tell you. We don't have the I assets. Publishers videos. can't tell us I if we're going to get know. assets. And they yeah. have, to, and look, it's not their fault either because they have to book that business way in advance. Yeah. Yeah. They have to, but book all, the also way it's a big advance. opportunity for them because it's a console launch and they, it's yeah. easy to get clients to get excited around that. Exactly. Get, Doritos or Mountain Dew to be like, yeah, we'll support you guys in your console launch for the new PlayStation. Heck yeah. 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 And, then, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, my, I was at that point, like, I, I honestly didn't know, like, if I was going to live to 2014 at that yeah. point. And, you know, by the time I got to 2014, it's like suddenly you just look at kind of the road ahead and it's like, okay, I might, there might not be a console launch, but it's still kind of a death march. 
that yep. just doesn't have any kind of clear resolution or a plateau that's yeah. that's happening somewhere out there. And you have the internet that's trying to, you know, that has that that thinks it by saying I want to rape your wife is the way to handle being angry about um resolution. Yeah. Well look, uh, I'll be I'll be honest with you. When you told me that you were leaving games coverage, um, yeah. I didn't believe you. I thought, <laughs> to be honest, I, because I know yeah. how passionate you are about yeah, no, it. No, I love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the conversations that we've had, like I'll remember yeah. for the rest of my life. Like I know that you have the fire for games. So when you told me that you were leaving games coverage, I, for one, I didn't believe you. I thought something had happened at Rev 3 that you couldn't talk about yet and that you had something else lined up and you were going to go to that new gig and you're just going to continue on. And no, you were being honest. No. And yeah, instead I... you started a brand new company like almost two years later called yeah. Spike Trap. Now in between there, you hosted some stuff for E3. Um, I think yeah. you actually did something I was, for like Spike. I was a cons- where I yeah, was working I was, Oh yeah, I did that. And I, and, and it went into the, 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 the world of consultancy. Yep, and you did um, the Bethesda yeah. E3 presser with yeah. Morgan, which was awesome, yeah, a nice little reunion. That, you know, that, that, was, that was a tough day though, I forgot. Yeah. No, not because of Bethesda, that was, that was the horrible shooting at the club yeah. in Orlando. Yeah, and that was, yeah. oh, I'm glad. What you know, that's one of those times. focused on camera, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, well, and it's like, boy, if we were still at G4 when that happened, I mean, it's like everyone was having to look at their, you know, what they were showing and like, hold on, how is this going to play? How is I this know, play? it's hard it, for yeah, sure. It was, it was tough. So you did um, that, you did some consulting and then yeah. you started your own thing, which actually had just only tangentially to do with video games, a company called Spike Trap. Yes. And this is actually somewhat born of uh, you know, those final years, <laughs> you know, covering games where, you know, it's I always knew this and I had learned more and more that there's no good way to evaluate what the audience is actually saying. And I think we all know that the loudest, the most obnoxious tend to get more attention. Yeah. And it's kind of a trick of the brain. Two things are a trick of the brain. You tend to notice negativity more Mm -hmm. and you kind of assume like, oh, if it's really loud, that must be representative of X number of people. The only thing empirically you can say is that dude doesn't like this. Yep. That's true. And, you know, but I, I, look, it was, Two major things, you know, really kind of struck me. One was the always online aspect to the Xbox One. Yep. Where I, I'm going to be frank, I was just somewhat skeptical mm-hmm. about how many people were that incensed over something that was like already part of of a phone, right? Always being online. Yeah. And you know, people yes, compartmentalize their tech. Yeah. Have you and, and was, and, and like, <laughs> like, I have one set of DRM. rules for my cell phone. I have yeah. another set of rules for my console. <laughs> like, it's very and, weird. And then obviously, like, you know, Microsoft did not handle that well whatsoever. Not, yeah. You know, they put out that statement that was written by clearly 100 lawyers right. with about as much compassion as a room of 100 lawyers will demonstrate. Yeah. But, um, you know, but they made huge material changes to a console not that long before the launch. Yep. Which is just not, that's just not good. It doesn't also yeah. generally up until that point had not happened. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, it was like, whoa. The other one was the, um, the problems at E3. I'm blanking. What was the French Revolution Assassin's Creed? Unity. Yeah. Where in the morning of that week, they showed it off and they showed off the co-op. And then a discussion had emerged. Can you play a female character? Yep. Um, and that continued throughout the day. 
Then there was a Ubisoft press conference where even I, I had assumed that that game was, it was the first time they didn't have a number in the title, I think, because Black Flag was four. Yep. It was, yeah, it was before Black Flag. Because it was just Unity, and because they started the day with the co-op, I thought it was a very different game. That one right. that was co-op focused. Yep. And I'm like, huh, that's a little strange that you can't like have some customization of the characters, at least pick some genders. And then, you know, then they kind of demonstrate, oh, it is a proper single player game with a cooperative angle on it. That's what you find out later in the day. Yep. But this internet fury and discussion have been growing. And so when they came out to talk about the game and the new hero, I can't remember who you play. I think his name is Luff something. Um, I don't remember either, to be honest. Yeah, but that almost sounded like they were being deliberately insensitive to what had transpired when probably they didn't even know. Right, like, right. How do we solve for this problem? Because, you know, there's ways of just kind of avoiding that PR disaster or, you know, not changing your game so materially as to satisfy what is actually a very vocal minority in terms of your audience. And so we uh, met up with some people, uh, one who was just very experienced at, at machine learning and AI, and we taught a uh, machine learning system how people talk about video games, uh, which is very different than how we talk in English. The, yes. the classic <laughs> way I like to describe it is in no other context should you celebrate a headshot right? other than video games? Yeah. And so more traditional English language sort of surveyors of language would look at headshot as a negative because it is. But in the game space. Exactly. And it's uh, somebody, satisfying. Yeah. And someone once said that they were so frustrated. <laughs> because really bizarre, but true. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but, you know, the tools that, that, that were currently available, if someone said XCOM enemy unknown is the shit. That is a positive, but enemy and shit immediately would flag it as a negative. As a negative, negative, right? Yeah. And so we taught the system to do it, and then we could sort of it would able to identify. Okay, people are talking about this game. Here are the topics of conversation around the game, and they're trending in a positive or negative direction. And it would happen in near real time. Yeah. Um. And, and that was the thing, so that you could suddenly say, like, okay, we made the announcement here. How did people take it? And that get an way, accurate reading of it. Yeah, and, 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 and what this could prevent is so many different things. One, someone on the dev team, who, you know, they, they're very passionate. You know, these people care yeah. about their product. Yeah. And when people start to slam it, they might freak out and say, like, oh, my God, and go, go online and create more trouble for themselves. Right. When actually it was, once again, they, they, they read the three negative comments. There were yeah. just three negative comments. It was to, to help put everything in context and help, like, you know, just give better, more accurate data about the audience or as I like to put it, everyone, because we always talk <laughs> about everyone and we don't know who the fuck we're talking about. Right. That's true. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, and, and they can make informed decisions. Uh, so it was also kind of my mea culpa for God knows what amount of trouble I've caused game companies. <laughs> <laughs> Is it your make good? Is that what you're over, saying? Over, over the 15 years. Is your way of giving them. back. I was, I was charging them for it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> 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 so, so you did manage to stay in the games industry kind of tangentially, yeah. but it yeah. sounds like it it wasn't enough. It wasn't good enough. No. And, you know, the, the, the other thing is, is that I cannot program. I am yeah. technically like I am a virtual Neanderthal when it comes. Yeah. Everyone so always thinks that I'm good at guy. games and tech. Yeah. And so I could sell. I had the connections and things like that. But, you know, there's only so much I was going to be able to offer before the wheels had sort of it, it became its own perpetual motion machine. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, uh, do I want to go forward? And, you know, COVID hits 
And then lo and behold, uh, I get this text from Blair Herder. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now hey, I am. buddy. <laughs> Do you have time for a phone call? <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Blair uh, Herder, I actually worked with him at MTV when I started Game That's Trailers. Right. He was at That's MTV. Right. He was the one at MTV. He, yeah, he was doing some little like game show thing in New York. That's right. And I was running like editorial on the West Coast. And then he ended up going over to G4. So he and I kind of passed ships. We were ships passing in the night. In the dark. I went to yeah. MTV from G4. He went from from MT from MTV to G4. I went from G4 to MTV. And he ended up going over there. He ended up like being the host after you left for X Play, right? Well, for and then he, yeah, but, but he was on X Play as kind of third host. Yeah, which was really, really great, especially in the beginning, because, you know, up until that point, it was just Morgan and me. And, you know, let's say one of us, you know, they wanted to send, you know, afar to, to cover something. It was always kind of a scramble to figure out how do we do the how we do the show like that. Yeah. Now there is another body. Yeah. You know, and you can send Blair be, out, too. And you could. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So so when, when, it, when it was like, hey, look, Atlas is doing another showcase. It's like, Blair, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> <Atlas>. <laughs> no offense, Atlas. <laughs> no offense. But I'm, I'm, I'm having certain memories of um, uh, uh, Judges Week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Blair is actually the person who's kind of heading up the revival of G4 that's he happening is, right now. Correct. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what his title is he is one of the people that were kind of you know started at the inception about the return of g4 there are other people involved there they will be revealed as time goes on but yeah okay he is he is he has become a corporate sellout um since i last saw him (laughs) well he's become like a corporate guy he's not really like he got out of being talent and stuff like that he's been working in marketing and things like that since he left g4 um and so as was announced just here in the last week you are coming back to yep. be a part of the new yes. X-Play. Yes. And I, Adam, I don't even know if you can answer a lot of this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Yeah, yeah, please, Damn please. it, I helped create X-Play and I worked <laughs> on it for like five years. I feel like I feel entitled to ask yes, you this I, I think that's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, is it going to be like the old X-Play? Is there going to be um, sketch comedy in the show? Or is it going to be review-driven like the old X-Play was? What What's the plan? So I, 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 I cannot answer that. And not even because my hands are tied is... This is still something that is being worked out. Um, The the, the analogy I will give you is how many times have we interviewed a game developer who talks about assets in a game before (laughs) they know if they're really going to make it into the ship product? Too many. (laughs) Having said that, you just pointed out comedy and reviews. And I think (laughs) I can say with a fair amount of confidence that if neither of those are present in the show, it has no business being called X-Play. Okay. So, um, and okay, then the, the content hear. I've been doing for uh, you know, B4G4, yeah, there's been a lot of comedy, light on reviews, but it's also been light on games. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that, that's so. So you have I, been doing I, some content here. It's called like B4G4, right? Yeah. yeah. This is more or less stuff for the YouTube channel. The, they've just kind of opened up the Twitch channel. I'm going to be doing some stuff. I'm going to be doing something on Friday of this week. Uh, Today. Some stuff. Oh, that's right. That is today. Yeah, I should probably check my phone and see if someone's <laughs> like, "Where's Where's Sessler?" Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so and, and kind of working with that, and then obviously that becomes kind of a fun throw the spaghetti at the wall yeah. type. You know, okay, let's see what this kind of content is like. What is What is this content like? And that will all start to inform what will become the show and other types of programming throughout the network. 
Now, G4 is not going to be on TV. I think that a lot of people are confused about that. They think it's going to be on, at least at first, it's not going to be on DirecTV or cable or anything. It's going to be strictly digital, right? Now I am going to give you more of a patterned uh, okay. uh, corporate <laughs> response. Um, they are very aware of that media consumption has changed in terms of its delivery systems and platforms. Okay. Um, and I will just kind of leave it at that. There, there are things, there's so many things to be announced. Obviously, COVID is going on. Yeah. And so, you know, there's also like, okay, we don't want to like spill everything now because there's still some time that yeah, has to go Yeah, you got forward. plenty of time to build. So, and things, once again, uh, you want to make sure that like it's asset locked before yeah. you start to talk about them. Sure. So I would say stay tuned on that one. Okay. Um, is there any rough release date for like X-Play when you guys start uh, producing that, yeah. The Attack of the that's, Show is also coming back. Yeah, I'm uh no. Um okay. and, and and once again that's not because there aren't goals, ambitions and whatever. It's like boy, if there was one thing we're not a Kojima game. <laughs> we would like to say <laughs> this is the date and it stays at that date, you know, for, for for that time, but there's just a lot of factors that have to be evaluated before you can say like yes, we will be up and running. So actually the original G4, remember they had to delay it by a week and they just aired Pong. That's right. Yeah, for a week. So, uh, you know, you yep. know, as, as clever you as that remember was, it though, you that, know, no, exactly. You but that's still not a desirable situation no. to find yourself in. <laughs> it's like, it's always great when you find a way to, to kind of, they made lemonades it, out but, of lemon. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. In that case. Um, now Adam, obviously the, the internet, I can tell you firsthand that YouTube comments have not gotten any better. Oh, I know. People have not become nice. Suddenly. Are you thinking, do you think you're going to be able to handle it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the other thing is, especially because of the work I did at Spike Trap. Yeah. Um, the douchebags make up a far smaller percentage of the conversation than you. I realize you've convinced yourself that they're the vocal minority. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that Good. you know. They're, I tried they're, to they're, tell you that, by the way, when you told me that you were leaving, and I'm like, Yeah, you're, but, you're but getting it overrun was, by like ten dudes, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's. I know that. Also, I just. Now I don't care. Yeah. You, know, you remember back in the old days where we loved to just kind of just like tweak, you know, all the kids that loved anime, especially like Dragon yeah, Ball yeah. Z and, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and we always insulted Sonic's friends and yeah. people just were like, why? Yeah. Now that's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I am, I, I, I am the guy telling everyone to get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> no, it hasn't gotten better, but on the flip side, the, the most interesting thing is the reception that the announcement of G4 has received. It's been um, glowing pretty much. Yeah, and people, it, it was just this weird confluence of events. Well, one thing that, you know, I've talked about this in the past is that X-Play's ratings were good in the later years. They, went, they, 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 they weren't astonishing, but that's also because we only valued men 18 to 35. Yeah. And the show had it, changed a lot too, let's be honest. Yeah, but from 12 to 17? Oh, yeah. we were like one of the strongest things in all of television. And they're all and, adults now. Now they're the 18 to 30. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then with COVID, obviously there was even more of a like kind of a nostalgia kick. I think yeah. everyone was like, I need my comfort. I need something like that. So before the announcement <laughs> of G4's return was made, I would go on Twitter into my replies and it was just absurd. Yeah. They're like, oh man, I wish G4 would come back. I accused Blair and some others. I'm like, 
do you have people that are in <laughs> maybe like, they hire Reddit? a spike trap to like set yeah. you up <laughs> yeah are, are, are you in a bunch of reddits like seeding something out because and they're like and i remember someone was like you know didn't want to get expectations too high and i'm like i don't think you understand like it's like someone just saturated the ground with gasoline and you're just having to smoke and you're just going to give a little spark and it's me conflagration um yep. and, and 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 that's you know, that's exciting. And I think it was one of those that now there's been so much distance between where I am now and 2012, which is when, you know, yeah. uh, you know, that, and, and the show that is like, huh, you know, we were kind of a very important part of a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And I think I'm a lot like, of people have missed you too, Adam, to be honest yeah. with you. And I, I think a lot of people will be protective of you. Now yeah, because they, they they lost you once already. Yeah, well, like once again, the internet can't isn't like that that part. I'm not worried about. You know, yeah. obviously, it's it, it is it is a big exciting world out there. Yes, yep. with with many strong opinions, but um, it's it was so much fun to go back and do it. Um, and like just doing my first VO where I did the three, two, yep, pause, and just kind of started reading again. And I'm like, oh yeah, this this feels familiar comfortable back it's, in it's the like, saddle yeah it's, it's it's like that sock that just like yep. is you know through sweat and grime if it's form fitted to your foot now i'm curious adam have you checked out ven which is kind of the latest I'm, attempt I'm to mimic yeah. g4 uh the network has not uh, it's done horrible let's just be honest like the week after the network debuted most of their shows were getting like two to six hundred people watching them and is this on Twitch? Um, it's I, Twitch I, only. I, yeah. I, I saw a, a touch of it here or there. Look, I don't look. I'm, I'm obviously with a competitor now, so I, yeah. I, I want to. I, I don't want to be professionally insensitive, but it's very tricky. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about. It's in the spike trap I was trying to address is that everyone starts to come up with their idea of what the audience is. And then yep. you kind of build towards that audience. And sometimes you understand, sometimes you don't. I mean, I think one of the big philosophies we had at X play, this might even have been back all the way extended play is I always believe that no teenager wanted content. Oh, I'm not supposed to say content. Sorry, Scorsese um, <laughs> <laughs> wanted something that was written for them. Yeah. Like no one at fifteen wants something that has been designed perfectly for a fifteen-year-old. No, yeah. you you want to be they treated want like stuff an adult. that's made for the thirty and forty-year-old guys. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want a fifteen-year-old, you write for a twenty-one-year-old. That's a and very and, 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 they, and you turn and you make everything aspirational. Yeah. And so always could be a little bit above their heads rather than something that, you know, because also teenagers can smell when we were teenagers, we could smell pandering. These kids are so much more media savvy. Yeah. Like they like they can see it coming from from miles and miles and miles away. I am not saying that Ben is pandering, but what I'm trying to um, sort of uh, illuminate is it's a very tricky alchemy. Well, and... the, the biggest mistake I think a lot of, and I'll say it, content creators make now, or particularly when you have a big budget and you're trying to do something bigger than like a Patreon or whatever you're trying to grow, is that they assume that influencers are going to drive eyeballs. It never works. People like influencers on the platforms that they're on. Yeah, yeah. They like Ninja on Twitch. You put him on some corny TV show where he stands there and like does raps. Nobody cares and no one shows up. I'm sorry. Does this show exist? Oh, they've tried stuff like this. Yes. We were, it's like ninja raps. Yo, ninja raps. 
Now, if you watched Ben, I mean, no, I, 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 mean, I, I, I dropped in. I know here, you, there. you, you are reticent to criticize Ven. Yeah. I'm not. Ven yeah. is basically influencer TV. They went out and they found kids that have a lot of followers on TikTok yeah. or wherever, and they're like, "Hey, if they'll just tweet out, I'm on this new show, people will show up and watch them." That's not how it works. They well, you know, and and, and 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 what you're pointing out, I think, is very, very important. Sort of what streamer culture. What that is about, in the most extreme way, is a complete collapsing of performer and audience. Yeah. Like, like, the, like the wall that separates them is, is very, very Razor small. Razor thin, yeah. That's and why people like I, it. <laughs> no, people love it, and there's a place for that. I am not, yeah. yeah. Where Tech TV, I think, was somewhat revolutionary, and I would say especially with screensavers yeah. and Call for Help, Leo was at the helm of something like that, was it started to contract that distance, yep. like had rarely ever, if, if ever, happened on television. It still doesn't happen on television. No, no, honest. it really does. Like, you know, there, 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 there is a <laughs> yeah. huge distance. Like, I am, um, you know, and, and, and YouTube stuff kind of falls somewhere in the middle. Yep. And yet you need to appreciate not just your audience, but your medium. I, you know, it, Marshall McLuhan, with one of the most famous and important lines of the late 20th century, the medium is the message. Yep. And, you know, you need to kind of tailor things with a very strong understanding of sort of what, what you know, because online streaming is very different than sitting down. It, it is still a lean forward as opposed to the lean back, which, which you get with television. And it's a different mm -hmm. size thing between console and, play, and, 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 and PC game playing. To, to me, it's just you hire talent. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Also, yeah. You 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 need somebody. You hire to people who are good at what they yeah. do. You don't hire people based upon how many followers they have somewhere. It just because that traffic does not follow them everywhere they go, and you're not going to get anyone interested if they're not good at what they're doing. Just throwing somebody from TikTok on camera and trying to have them read a teleprompter, it's not going to end well. And it hasn't ended well, at least not for Ben. So you know, it's it, encouraging it, it, to hear your perspective kind of on what's maybe going to happen with uh, the future of the new G4. Yeah. And, and, and the one thing is, is that there are people there at the helm of it that watched G4, yep. that liked G4. And, 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 and that's the part that has, as you probably are wondering, it's like when G4 came a calling, I was like, yeah, let yeah. me just go back to, no, I was absolutely and utterly convinced with a couple of calls that like these guys know what they're doing. This is something that I would love to get on board with. Uh, it, it was just kind of a perfect confluence like that. Well, Adam, I think I can speak for literally everyone, except for your five haters. <laughs> literally, probably five haters who just terrorize you. I think I can speak for everyone when I say that we're all very excited that you're I, back home, very coming kind. back into the industry. You're doing what you should have been doing all along. It's a shame that we lost you, honestly, for like eight years. It really is. I yeah, missed yeah, your yeah. voice in the industry. I think oh, thanks, everyone man. did. Thank you. Um, so I'm so very, very glad to hear that you're coming back. I am so excited that I missed a console launch during COVID. <laughs> oh, that is a bullet. I was like, oh, you this dodged is what that one. man feels like. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled it off somehow. It sifted. It was a lot of work. And oh, production right now is a lot of work. It's just, it's oh, hard. It's, 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 it's very hard. But that's the I, other yeah. part. G4 is going to be coming online when, you know, everyone's getting vaccinated. We're going to be able to do production normally, probably by the end of the year. So it yeah. should be all good. Yeah. Um, Adam. Before you go, we ask everyone who comes on three night weekend, what yep. are they playing? What are they watching? And what are they drinking this weekend? Okay. So uh, what am I playing? I have got to finish cyberpunk. Cyberpunk uh, 2077. Yeah. I was one of those people that actually on my own efforts tracked down a 3090 for my rig. Oh. And so I get to finally wow. see what, yeah, Lucky I see you. what the, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> 
I was like, how did I pull this off? Yeah, I don't know how you did. a friend of a friend of a friend going, ah. you have any to buy? And so, <laughs> I, so it looks right. The bugs are nominal. Um, and they're mainly version, more... PS5 yeah, it, it, runs pretty well. If you're running yeah. the PlayStation version on PS5. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, you they all crash, but... <laughs> I'm also, I'm just really fascinated right now with just sort of a problem I'm seeing in the design of open world games where these games have got to decide if the player should do as much or everything and scale their game to that. Like maybe that instead of having hard, easy or whatever, it's like, do you plan to play a lot of this game or just the story or just this and start to scale the progression? Because I'm trying to do as much as I can because I find that interesting. And now I'm just like, okay, it's not you know, even on hard mode. They're just bullet sponges, and yeah, I'm like, they just game, take more damage. Yeah, yeah, and like, this, and this, you take this, less. <laughs> this game did not assume that I could actually fill out my skill trees. The the, the, yeah. the way I'm doing it, so I'm doing that. But the more fun thing I'm doing is I'm playing with my nine year old godson. Uh, he's at his house, and we're playing through the Sackboy game on oh. PlayStation Five. That game is so much fun with other people. Cool. I have. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Itself. I have not even tried it yet. I haven't played. It's it. a platformer. It's yeah, a, I know. Platformer and the physics that used to drive us crazy in the platforming of Little Big Planet. Don't worry, it, it they, they fixed it. They jump like normal people. Great. That are made of yarn and jump. <laughs> okay, so that's what you're playing. What are you watching? Uh, well, uh, Wandavision. Wandavision. Uh, I am. I am. I am. I am down with that show. Um, it seems my, to be polarizing. Oh yeah, but I, as someone, I, I, I don't know how you feel. I see. I, I kind of see a look in your eye. Um, as someone who grew up with UHF stations, and like I was well versed in all of those old sitcoms, yep. I love those early episodes. Um, well, it's, obviously, it's it's becoming it's a changing. little more Marvel. Yeah, it is I think that's the, been the problem for a lot of people. They watch the first couple episodes and they're like, "What is going on?" Stick with well, it. Well, also, yeah, say. stick with it and go watch some old Nick at Night stuff. Like yeah. you'll understand. You like, know, they're not going to do that, Adam. But. Yeah, no, no, but it's just the first two episodes are just kind of genius in that, like, they captured the look and spirit, but still kept those characters who, the, I mean, it's, it's, and it's, I think it's it becomes those first episodes become more genius as you get further into yes. the series as yeah, well. I would, I would agree. Um, the, the other thing I'm excited to see, uh, which I meant to see last weekend was, uh, the, the, the show, the, no, the, the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I haven't about, watched that. Yeah, yeah. It just I've been reading so many wonderful reviews about it. That's not um, the one of those films that was supposed to be released in theaters. Oh, and, now and I was just... all and I was so excited <laughs> for that movie. Yeah. Um, because I know the story. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's about um God, of course I'm gonna just blank on the name, but the Black Panther Panther leader in Chicago who was killed by the Chicago PD back in the 60s. But this is about a member of that Chicago chapter who actually betrayed him. And it's, it was told through his eyes. And so you yeah. get this kind of amazing piece of history. Reviewed from very it. well. Yeah, very well. So I'm excited for that. And what and are you drinking? What am I drinking? Um, let's see when I'm, have good, you been drinking through the pandemic alcohol? I've actually, I actually, I actually had a couple dry periods where I'm like, I, I have I, hardly I, yeah. drank at all. Oh, good for you, buddy. I mean, <laughs> I, it's just me and my wife and she really doesn't drink. It's mm -hmm. like, if I sat around by myself and got hammered, I would feel bad about myself and my wife might leave me. So I, yeah, I I've mean, not been doing a lot of alcohol drinking since yeah, this all started. The pandemic hasn't been it. I would say like that election kind of was like, I don't know how sensitive I want to be to everything around me. <laughs> and then on the 6th of January, I was like, maybe Crack if out I'm the drunk, <laughs> this will make more sense. <laughs> so what were you drinking on that day? Oh, that day? Oh, no anything that would make me not want to scream yeah <laughs> that that was pretty much but yeah right now i have a japanese whiskey 
And okay. that's what I have on a good day and just regular bullet bourbon on a normal day. All right. So, Adam, where can people find you on Twitter? Um, on Twitter, it's at Adam Sessler. You're and lucky you have your whole your actual real name. Yeah. I mean, this was, I, I, I felt I was late in joining it, but I guess well, there's only one other guy I know that has my name and he's in Israel. Yeah. And, and he hadn't snagged it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. He, he hadn't done it yet. Or yeah. And then uh, what about like G4's uh, yes. YouTube channel and Twitch channel? So, um, they're all under the G4T, like youtube.com slash G4TV. But there is an X-Play channel. There is an AOTS channel. Um, most of my stuff is going to go on the X-Play channel. But then stuff that's more kind of about the network. Um, they're pretty, there's some pretty funny videos. Uh, no, there's from some really era. funny videos. Yeah. yeah. And that, I think, is living under the G4 network. Okay. And as it stands right now, most of the new content is dropping on Fridays. Uh, and so, but just- So there should be day. some new stuff up today. Yes, yes, yes. Actually- this is going to be yeah it's 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 a fun one that's up uh we talk about the resident evil is it eight village eight whatever yeah yeah whatever that demo was yeah. and um, um and we and we do a list of the most scary things in resident evil games that have oh. nothing to do with horror oh <laughs> that's yeah. a good list <laughs> what you buying <laughs> that's a good list I, i'm gonna after now that we're done i'm gonna go watch this right after i get done listening to three night weekend listen adam thanks a million uh for oh, coming on no, the show my pleasure um, I owe you a lot. Um, and so thank you for coming on. And again, you can find Adam on Twitter at Adam Sessler. All right, now that you know what Adam's up to this weekend, it's time to spin you around the world of entertainment for the next three days. Games! Oh man, it continues to be really slim pickings for video games. February has been a rough month, but there is one brand new game launching this weekend. It's called Gravity Heroes. It's a side-scrolling shooter that, you guessed it, uses gravity as a mechanic. It's launching for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. There's also a demo you can check out on pretty much every platform. If you're looking for something a little more scary, The Sinking City launches on PlayStation 5 this weekend. And then the odd game Thomas Was Alone is also available for Switch. TV and film! As always, if you want more passive entertainment and you just want to chill on the couch, there are plenty of options this weekend. On Amazon Prime, there's a brand new series called Tell Me Your Secrets that launches this weekend. It's from the executive producer of Big Little Lies. Lots of big stars in that one. On Netflix, there's a new series called Tribes of Europa. It basically follows three factions as they battle for a futuristic Europe. Looks interesting to say the least. And then there's a new movie launching on Netflix called I Care A Lot. If you're looking for one of those films that was supposed to launch in theaters, but instead it's just coming to VOD, The Mauritanian stars Jodie Foster, where she plays a defense attorney trying to free an unjustly imprisoned man. It's based on a memoir, so kind of a doc pick. And then finally, For All Mankind Season 2 launches on Apple TV. If you've been getting into the whole Mars rover saga over the last couple of days, NASA just landed another rover on Mars. If that's got you all excited, then check that out. Music. A really slow week for album releases, but if you're an indie music fan, we have a big one. Mogwai has a brand new album that comes out today called As the Love Continues. Reviews have been great. The band has been at it for 25 years, so if you don't know them by now, this is a great time to figure it out. Also available today, a brand new album from S.G. Lewis. If you're looking for something a little more upbeat, his funky house tracks will definitely get it done. Sports! Like every weekend, there's plenty of sports to keep your butt planted on the couch. We're going to go day by day here on Friday. The Genesis Invitational kicks off. It's running all weekend on CBS. That is the weekend's big golf tournament. 
But probably the biggest sporting event of the weekend is the final round of the Australian Open. Unfortunately, the times for that are a little rough. Both the men's and women's finals happen at 3.30 a.m. Eastern, 12.30, just past midnight, on the West Coast. So you might want to just wait until you wake up the next morning to check those out. But that's going down this weekend. And then also on Friday tonight, the Utah Jazz take on the LA Clippers at 10 p.m. Eastern. Again, the Jazz, the best team in the West. The Clippers, one of the best teams in the West. Should be a great game. On Saturday, it's all about Premier League soccer. At 7.25 a.m. on NBC Sports Network, it's Southampton versus Chelsea. And then later on at 12.30 Eastern on NBC proper, it's Liverpool versus Everton. And then the big hockey game on Saturday, it's the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Colorado Avalanche. Two of the best teams in the West. And that game happens at 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. So you can just keep it tuned to that one channel for the best of sports on Saturday. And then wrapping up the weekend on Sunday, there's a big college basketball game, Michigan at Ohio State at 1 p.m. on CBS. And then in the NHL, it's the Flyers versus the Bruins at 3 p.m., and that's on NBC. And then back to the NBA, the Celtics take on the Pelicans at 3.30 p.m. on ABC. And then it's the Nets versus the Clippers at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Esports. It's been tough for esports over the last 12 months with the pandemic going on, but this weekend there's something huge going on online. BlizzCon Line, haha, is happening all weekend. Uh, in addition to brand new information on Overwatch 2 and all of Blizzard's other games like Diablo 4, there's also a bunch of esports tournaments going on for things like Hearthstone and the original Overwatch. And again, that's going on all weekend and it's completely free. Also this weekend, the IEM Katowice 2021 $500,000 StarCraft tournament is going down. Thanks for checking out Three Night Weekend from Sifted Games at sifted.net. If you like the show and you want to get it when it's hot and fresh, head to patreon.com sifted and give us a pledge. If you want to know when the show is posted for free, follow us on Twitter at Sifted Games. And if you want to reach me, you can find me on Twitter at Dinfire. We'll see you next week when we talk to Tommy Tallarico. Until then, I'm Shane Satterfield reminding you that every weekend is a three-night weekend.